The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. They also could move to within two games of the Rangers who lost earlier today. Abreu hits one high in the air, deep to left field, all the way back. Brown, he's near the wall. He jumps, that's gone! Here you go! Jose Abreu's first home run is an Astro, and he's sprinting around the bases like he has never hit one before. He is going to fly into home plate, and the Astros lead 7-1. He can't wait to celebrate. Look at this crew. They love this guy. This is awesome. Home runs aren't boring. Home run calls aren't boring. And certainly home run trots aren't boring, especially when you're talking about Jose Abreu's first home run as a member of the Houston Astros. That happened yesterday. 18 seconds around the bases. Great call from Todd Callis and Jeff Blom on that. So they get the home run call today. Congratulations, Todd and Jeff. Congratulations to Jose Abreu for that home run. Well, you know, listen, a lot going on this weekend, including some teams that won't go away. One of those teams that won't go away and seem to be here to stay, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They win, salvage a game out of the series against the Red Sox. Now at 30-23, and 23, they're only a game and a half back of the Dodgers. Last year, through 53 games, 26-27. and 27. So why is this important? Well, it's important because we have a lot of teams like this. You look at the wild card standings right now, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Giants, with the Pirates only a half game back. Then you have, obviously, Baltimore at the top of the wildcard standings in the American League. This is all a surprise, but it's a testament to these guys, these organizations, for figuring out a way to get these teams to actually believe that there is a corner to be turned, that there is better times ahead, and that, yes, they can compete with the big boys. We had Tori Lavello on, manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, 
earlier, right before the season, and we asked him, we said, what's the speech you're going to give? And we talk about this on today's podcast. And he basically said, hey, you know what? Let them buy their teams. We'll be all right. And it's all one thing to say it, but it's another thing to actually do it and actually get these guys to believe it. And Tory has done that. So that's why we want to sit down with Tory, reflect on how things have gone so far, reflect on how he viewed the turning point and how he views the key when it comes to doing exactly what all these teams are doing. So it's a great conversation with Tori Lovello. And also a little bit later in the podcast, I want to give you a little bit of Alex Cora, Red Sox manager, talking about what it takes to come back from a huge deficit. In other words, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, everyone's talking about that heading into Monday night. Celtics are down 3-0. They're now coming back 3-3 deciding game we all know 2004 Red Sox Alex Cora talks about his conversation with Jason Veritek who was on the team and also talks about the team in 2007 that came back from 3-1 having disfaced CC Sabathia in game five and then win that game and then come all the way back to go to the World Series and win the World Series in 2007 all right a lot going on appreciate everybody at BB isn't boring go to the socials here's a great conversation with Tori Lovello hope you enjoy it all right one of the finest minds in baseball Tori Lovello um so Tori I have cited something you said on the last time you were on the baseball is boring podcast many a time so I asked you what your speech was going to be the first do you remember this yeah of course and, and I said was it going to be the Rudy on the stool speech <laughs> and see, I don't know if I'm going to give the Rudy on the stool speech but you gave a pretty good speech, and I always remember what you ended up with. Something along the lines of, let them buy their teams, right? <laughs> but in all sincerity, like, this is, that was the hurdle that you had to get over of, as I, I just heard you say yesterday, as we're typing this, that you had to tell them, don't worry about the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, what, how much money they're spending, whatever. Worry about ourselves because we're good enough. I'm giving you a speech about it. We're good enough. All right, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, right, but yeah. so you had to turn that corner, and, and I don't know if it was, if your speech was good. Did you have a good speech, by the way? I feel like my content's pretty good. I, I think over the years it's changed. Um, it's all, I'm always adaptable to the team and the group that we have and what is the message you need to be. And I always feel like I deliver the right the right message and it's not a new rock me, you know, hit them high, hit them low, we're gonna we're just gonna power through you. I think we have a really good young baseball team and I cater the message to what I think they need at that moment. So when you walked out of it that day, do you yeah. like I nailed that? <laughs> First of all, you got an unbelievable memory. Your recall, God. I think the fact that you pay that close attention to me makes me feel good because when you, 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 your recall is awesome and it brings me back to those times and that, 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 that space that I was in, in, you know, five, six years ago versus two or three years ago. I feel like I've grown and kind of changed my thought process and um, I've adapted too. And I think that's one of the big things in this culture here is adaptability, is being able to get what you have in front of you, take take notice as to what you need to figure out um, on that given day to help your team win a baseball game. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And yeah, you're, you just brought up a good point. Yesterday I made a mention to you that I want us to believe we're going to do things. And you can you can talk about believing and saying we believe and 
But if it's empty and there's nothing behind it, uh, it has no value. So we give value to believing the good things are on the way. And I know you probably want to get into that and talk about that, yeah. but I'll let you guide the questions from this point forward. But we really believe... We're, we're mind-melting, by the way, yeah. Just we're, like old times. We're really, yeah, I think we're sympathetic. Yeah, I think we're like that. I think we legitimately believe that things are happening in a very good, very good way here, day by day. So, what, how does that happen? Like, so you can say it, you can yeah. give a good speech. Um, it can be something as simple as everybody's a year older and you're more experienced, or you can add pieces. Or, like, how does it happen? Because as we sit here, it has happened. I mean, this is—I don't know what's going to happen from here, but results are the results. And as we hit game 51 or whatever it is, it has happened. So what made it, how did it happen so far? Yeah, um, well first I can tell you the reason why I think it's happening. I sit in the dugout now and I hear the comments, I see the way this team strategizes, comes together in a moment of crisis. Um, we focus on us, we focus on what's happening here. Rather than in years past when we've been a little bit young and naive, we were worried about what was happening across the table from us. Now we focus on us and take care of our business and that tells me that we have matured in a way that we know what we're capable of doing. So what leads me to that is some of the standards that we've talked about here. We have set a high standard, we've talked about some of the morals and values and we've defined those things and those words and everybody has kind of fit in and bought in to this culture that we are creating. It's built on love, trust, commitment and effort. It's about being adaptable, it's about preparing. Um, it's about communicating. It's about just overall having a, a, a great day today and not worrying about tomorrow. And I think that's helped our belief. We, we've defined the word believe. We've defined the word love, trust, commitment, and effort. And I think the guys are buying in and they've seen how, how strong and powerful it can be when we're all acting the same on a day-by-day -day basis about what we can accomplish. There's a lot of managers who have gone, are going through the same thing. And probably this year, more have had success doing it of sort of turning that corner again I don't know if it's gonna last who knows yeah but I don't know if you if this is like you've talked to other managers like one that comes to mind is a guy that you had as a player David Ross right David Ross like that's what they're trying to do they're trying they had trying to turn over the roster and they felt like they had a good finish the last year now let's go um, there's other examples I don't know if you've talked to other managers about this or not of course I have yeah. I think what we all do is we kind of share our game notes right we we <laughs> we see what's going on across the hallway right and you're like hey you got a few minutes to talk about something and I think if you're fearless um, and I, I think if I'm trying to set the tone for being adaptable and being on an information search and being prepared if I can do it I expect the players to do it. if I can't do it how can I expect the players to do it so yeah I ask a lot of questions every single day and I have a lot of trusted um, um, uh, colleagues such as David Ross that I'll ask call up and ask questions of and you know how are you doing and what is what's working what's not working where are you guys at and uh, and we share information it's a copycat league but you trust people and the ones that you trust you gain information and you just keep moving forward so the um, when you when you look at this year how it has unfolded one of the biggest things is I had hit my case on yeah on the podcast he was excellent, much like yourself. Um, and besides saying that ketchup flavored potato chips are disgusting, uh, do you have any thoughts on that? We usually ask GMs that. Okay, the ketchup flavored potato chips is a big thing across the border. Yeah, so this is this is how this came up. Yeah. 
Alex Simphopoulos was on the podcast. Yeah. And I had the gall to say they were disgusting. Mm. And I'm, he came out of his skin. He was like, because he's Canadian. Yeah. You know. You yeah. know Alex. And, uh, and I'm like, and so now every GM we have on, we ask this question. And so far, other than Derek Falvey, who said he had him on school lunch, bizarrely, in Lynn, you know, they're disgusting. Your thoughts? Uh, it's a different taste. Um, first of all, the ketchup tastes different there. The Orioles are different there. I coached in Toronto for a couple of years. Great years. Um, I am not... I can see that there are those that love them. I am not in that category is, of loving them. This is such a toilet belt. I like you personally. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like you personally, but I don't know if I'd spend the night at your house. That type of thing. Okay, so I kind of like it, but I don't love it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Mike Hazen was talking about bringing in veterans like Longoria. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said was like, is that the importance of leadership like that because as great a communicator as you are, as great a communicator as your coaches are and everything else, you know that just some messages just hit coming from a player. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, if you can, about how that dynamic has been this year. Yeah, I've always felt that a coach could say something um, a hundred times, but if a player tells him once that it's going to resonate a little bit better when it's player to player. Um, so I give I give authority to those types of players that want to share and have had an experience or two that would lead somebody such as a young player down the right road instead of the wrong road. I'm a firm believer in you know making mistakes to figure it out, but let's limit that mistake to once and just figure it out a little bit quicker. Um, the coaches, I say, if you've told them a hundred times, you tell them a hundred and one. And I kind of take the same point of view with a player that has a little bit of that experience that is not afraid to be a little bit on the vocal side, such as Evan Longoria, I give him the full authority to be a teacher and to be a communicator. And I've also instructed all the players to ask why. Like if you don't understand what Evan Longoria or a coach is telling you, ask why. When I played, you were just told to do it and couldn't ask why. And I felt I was left feeling uncomfortable. So players are encouraged here in this culture to ask why. And a coach or a player that's defining something better be prepared to answer the why. And we do that a lot here. So I think Evan Longoria has been an, a godsend to this team. I saw those conversations early in spring training in our hitting lab. I saw it on field six, taking ground balls, that he would just be fearless with his ability to answer the why. Do you feel, as we sit here right now, that you are as prepared as you more as prepared as you thought you would hope to be um, to make a run at this thing on whatever this is, the end of May? Yeah. Did, like so, when spring you break spring training, we hope this is going to happen. We hope this yeah. mindset. And now we've landed here. You have a good record. You know, you've established yourself in, in different positions. Is this is it where you want to be, or where you thought you would be? Yeah, we're we're, we're in a great spot. Um, you know. Everybody, um, my friends included, my families, my, my, my colleagues in this industry, were kind of feeling sorry for us last year. You know, you're in the same division as the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants. The Rockies could be upstart too. And I, 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 kept, I kept pushing back on them and saying, like, what better division could we be in to, live, to learn quickly, um, to find a way to get through this and get on the other side. And when I saw the schedule pop up this season that we were going to open up with the Dodgers and play them eight times in the first 14, 16 games, I thought, perfect. I took it as a great challenge, and it was going to ready us for what we thought would be a very rugged but 
a, a, a probably defining April for a young team. And we passed that test. And I, I, I referenced it all the time. Let's embrace it to the team. Let's go out and prove ourselves every single day. So I love where we're at. A little bit concerned, obviously, early on that we could fall on our face, but I felt like we would we would gather momentum as the year went on. The All-Star break, we'd be close to 500, pushing towards um, the next level, and you know, hopefully pushing towards making some good decisions and, and winning baseball games that would help us maybe towards a playoff push. We're doing a little bit sooner than I thought, but I knew internally we had a good baseball team. The group inside of that clubhouse felt like they were a good baseball team. We just had to earn it and prove it. See, that's the, that's the hit them high, hit them low speech right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I backdoored you. Like I basically reverse engineered that answer. It was good. You did reverse math on me. I appreciate that. It was beautiful. I, I think that's kind of Jedi mind um, yeah, yeah, yeah. creativity. Yes. Right? Yeah. But I, to be honest, we, yeah, I, think, I think it's real. I think you have to look at some real moments about things that will define who you are as a baseball team. And, and you can't run away from them. You've got to embrace them. We embrace our challenge of the $200 million payroll of the LA Dodgers. We love that. We just got to be better and win the margin. And we win the margins and do what we're supposed to do. We're going to win games. And of course we're young. We're going to dribble a ball off our foot and it's going to fumble out of bounds. And we're going to look like idiots. And I'm going to make decisions that are going to make everything go backwards. But at the end of the day, we're pushing forward. And we're, we're, we're trying to have that mindset. And we take an inch, uh, a foot, uh, a step backwards, we're going to take two forward tomorrow. So that's where we live. That's the space we live in. All right. Well, you've been very generous with your time. I'm going to give in, in, uh, the reward is that you get to ask me any question. Yeah. So you're a very good, uh, very good inquisitor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you have run your last Boston Marathon? No. I have one more in me. And you're going to judge that by how your body feels or the I have a daughter who is a, who is a runner and I want to do it with her. Yeah. Very sappy. Like everyone's yeah. bringing tears to people's eyes right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's the time commitment is tough. Doing a podcast and training for the marathon is not conducive. It's, it's a lot of time. Okay. A lot of time. A lot of time. And when you are standing on the starting line in Framingham? Hopkinton. Hopkinton. Okay. Are you... Or even better if you're Framingham, but go ahead. You run through Framingham? You run through Framingham. At Beacon Hill, Heartbreak Hill, are you thinking about setting a PR each record, each year, or just getting through Surviving. It? Surviving. Uh, so let me tell you a little story. Yeah. Not the story that you think. <laughs> not the story of Tori Lovello standing three feet from me yelling at me and me not acknowledging him. I did the marathon in 2005 with Will Ferrell's life coach. Okay. Uh, Wait, let me get that name dropped there. You dropped that yeah. big name. Jim Carrey's life coach, too. Oh, oh sorry. Will, yeah, Will, okay. Will Ferrell had run it the year before, so he trained me. So I, it was in peak physical condition. Yeah. I mean, even better than now, if that's possible. You look fantastic. And so I learned about heart rate. I did the CO2 max test in Pepperdine. I was in it. Like four hours, that was my goal. I was locked in. I was running. The only other person I was training with was Jeff Bezos' girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. Oh, whoops. Oh, we, sorry. We, we, I'm, hold on. I think I can get one more in there. And she was married at the time to Hollywood super agent Patrick Whitesell. We were red. <laughs> anyway, goal was four hours, which is crazy to think about now. That was the only time where I'm like, I gotta get the time, I gotta get the time. And you know what I finished in? Four hours and three seconds. Oh. Right, but it's a life lesson. Don't, yeah, aim way higher than you need to. No, 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 no. If you do things a little bit better, 
you can make up those three seconds. Woo! Yeah. yeah I read a book that. called Three Seconds. Yeah, I was actually going to do that. You should do that. Okay. I guess my final question is, is it a Diet Coke at the finish line every single well, time? And why do you crave a Diet Coke? No, it's regular Coke. Regular Coke. Because the sugar and carbonation is, is like, I, I don't want to like give a good analogy to it. It's, there's nothing there. There's nothing. It's like if you go and exercise, you exercise. Yeah, you right? run water afterwards. Yeah, but if you if, but if you really really exercise, <laughs> like you can like oh my goodness the 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 carbs and everything seeping back into your body. Yeah, you're looking at me like you have no. Oof. Okay, so a regular Coke, and are you thinking about it around Boston College? Or are you yeah, thinking so about it? In- I was taking the you know the every, every, the goo things. The, um, yeah, those things. I took sixteen of those one race. Whoa, that's too many. <laughs> And I saw a half-drunk Coca-Cola on a table, and I grabbed it. And <laughs> it's a bad mindset, man. You're unstoppable. You're <laughs> unstoppable. Well, we'll see. That. All right. All right. Thank you. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Thank you. All right, great stuff from Tori. As always, we always appreciate him coming on and chopping it up with me. So, one of the best managers out there doing a great job with the Diamondbacks. Also, Alex Cora's team hanging in there, and he was a good guy to talk to, not only because uh, he has gone through a lot in his playing career and his managerial career in terms of coming back, understanding what it takes to come back, all understanding all the dynamics that on the field, off the field, everything that it takes to come back from big deficits. You know, just being in the city of Boston, he understands that. He understands what it's going to be like when the Celtics take on the Heat. Yes, that's NBA. Yes, that's basketball. But we're more for the two. We go where everything is being talked about. And tonight, Monday night, where everything is being talked about in the sports world, it's going to be a TD Garden. Well, Alex Cora weighed in. Appreciate everybody once again. Follow at BB isn't boring. Subscribe, rate, review, listen. All right, here's Alex Cora. Like, how many of you stayed around to watch the end of the game yesterday? There were a few. Um, yeah, we're, we're following, man. It's, it's fun. I, I tell these guys, you know, from the get-go, that you have to enjoy the whole experience. You know, this city is different, um, with all due respect to the other ones. But, you know, watching the Bruins and watching the Celtics and <clears throat> what they, they've done so far is, is eye-opening, right? Uh, understanding how hard it is to, to win series and to win games in a row in, in an environment that a lot different than baseball. Uh, everybody's comparing this to, to 04. I actually asked Jason, you know, yesterday, he walked by and said, hey, bro, how, how do you guys pull that out? 
Uh, he said basically we pitched horrible the first three days and then we executed. And you know, obviously we were able to hit, but uh, and the NBA is different. You know, you don't have a Pedro, a Shield, a Derek Lowe that has a baseball for 100 pitches and you can dominate somebody there. We saw it at the end, right? Uh, Marcus Mark took the last shot, right? So. You know, you prepare and you defend and you probably know every play that is called. So uh, it's about execution and I don't want to say they got lucky, but you know, they went to the rim, Tatum was on one side, Whitey was in the other one and they ended up winning the game. It's funny that you asked Veritek, right? Because you, you came back from 3-1, right? Like, is, do you view that as like a, like, a... Well, you know what? Matches? Nobody talks about it and that was tough because it was CC at Cleveland, but we pitch and then we hit and then... Kenny Lofton didn't score for a second. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it was hard to do too because of Westbrook and all, you know, like, they, they were a really good team. But, uh, you know, it's not easy, but, uh, yeah, we did it too. The, uh, the shift of the mindset, like going back to that, remember Manny did the whole, like, well, what's the big deal thing? Yeah. Or, or David's speech or whatever. And in this case, they're talking about, oh, they went to Top Golf. Like, there has to be sort of a, a shift to come back along with the execution. Yeah, well, first things first, right? Uh, and I got, we got this group text from Miami, Miami guys from, you know, the, and there's one guy that he's a Heat fan. He's like, die, die hard. And, uh, he was talking about culture, you know, Pat Riley, Spo, what they've done throughout the years, and you gotta tip your hat, you know, but then at the end, I always poke him and say, hey, it's the eighth seed against the number two seed, you know, like, they're very talented and they can go in a run, so, uh, but I, I do believe there's weight on culture, there's weight on chemistry, that's something that um, you can't measure, and uh, we, you know, us as, as leaders of, of, of the organization, leaders of the team, you try to make it as fun as possible, as cohesive as possible for, for stuff like this to happen. Like I told Joe in Philly, you know, like, I think the family aspect helps too, you know, like, make it a family event, you know, regardless of the situation. Enjoy as much as possible, regardless of where you at, and uh, that way you can actually disconnect yourself from what's really happening and actually enjoy it. Um, and, you know, they're one way away from, from pulling this off, and, um, you know, tomorrow should be crazy, you know, kind of like... Uh, game four against the Rays, you know, that we have the marathon in the morning and then the game at night. Tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of beverages and then game seven. <laughs> That's going to be nuts. You got the sweet? Uh, I think there's a good chance that uh, there's a lot of people that are going. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of a strange history, though, isn't it? That the Red Sox are the only team to ever do it. Now the Celtics are coming back. And yeah, I mean, it's, the only it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. But, uh, but Boston, like Alex said, you know, like, 3-1 is tough too, you know, right. and in the playoffs, preparation and execution comes into play, but at the same time, sometimes the ball has to bounce your way. It seems like it bounced the heat way for, for a little bit there, right? And uh, end up call with, uh, with uh, Al, and then uh, the ball bounced to Whitey's hand, and that .9 second they added on the clock after right. the play, that was huge. So every second matters, right? Everything matters there. Uh, like Dave Roberts still the second base in 2004, right? Yeah. And the hit. And the hit, I mean, right. No, really hit. Yeah, right. That, that counts, yeah. too. Right. It all counts. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.